life in the now support you to create an amazing and fulfilling life with practical spirituality so that you can overcome your resistive and often negative subconscious mind which blocks, distracts, and sabotages you from becoming your real, true, authentic self. Together we will discover practical, proven methods so that you experience your life and your relationships in a passionate, healthy, and joyous way. This is David Greenwood. Welcome. It's time to live your life in the now. Today we're going to explore what it means to become a modern mystic. To discover how you sense reality. Can you trust your five senses? Hi, this is David Greenwood of Your Life in the Now, helping you to uncover the truth about who you are and what you are capable of accomplishing. And yes, today we're going to talk about becoming a modern mystic. So what does it mean? What's the definition of a mystic? It's a person who has the ability to have insights into the mysteries transcending ordinary human knowledge, a direct communication with more of a divine or a spiritual nature. And we're also going to explore how you sense reality right now. So think about it. How are you aware of your surroundings? Well, we have five senses, five outer senses that touch, taste, sight, smell, hearing. These senses are locked into this physical reality that helps you to deal with life. If you hear something behind you, turn around to keep you safe. If a baseball is coming at your head, you duck. Your senses are there to keep you safe, to tune you into your surroundings so that you can go through your life feeling relatively safe and secure. But let's think a little more deeply about that. What if we didn't have some of those senses? What if you didn't have this? your hearing? How would life be different if you didn't know sound even existed? What if we didn't have eyes? What would life be like if we just couldn't see? Now, there's many people who are deaf or blind, and they do really well. But creating the world was mostly done with people with five senses that were working and functioning. Or imagine all the other senses that we have. Our senses were developed over time, of course, with evolution so that we can key into our surroundings to help us be safe and secure, like we said. Most animals have eyes, they have ears, they can, they can smell, not, not all of them, but most of them do because it's a very efficient way of dealing with reality. There's oftentimes you hear people saying that in the past we had other senses that were keyed in to another ability to sense things like ancient hunters, like that spider sense tingles when something is off. You have this psychic almost ability to connect and to be aware of your surroundings in a whole new way. So what does it mean for you to use your senses? And think about your senses. Imagine if you had other senses. As you probably know, the sense of sight that we have tunes us into a small band, small frequency of energy. It's not just visible light. That's only a tiny part of the spectrum. There's infrared, ultraviolet, radio waves, gamma rays, different radiation, x-rays. We're, we're on just a tiny little spectrum. Imagine if we had the ability to sense everything else. What would it look like? What would it feel like? Gamma radiations all around us, solar radiation from the sun, 
from other solar objects. There's <laughs> pressure waves when the weather changes. There's patterns, winds. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are always there. And most of the time, we're not aware of it. Imagine what life would be like. What if you had the ability to sense other things? Is it possible to sense other realities that are here right now, but we're just not aware of it? Of course, there's numerous shows and movies, it's their books, etc., about about science fiction or horror books or all kinds of things about ghosts and on and on endlessly about the reality that could be around us right now, but we may not be aware of it. What happens when we die? Where do we go? Well, we don't just float up into space. If there is an awareness or a sense of a reality beyond us, you don't have to go anywhere. You just are here. Yet here for us in this physical realm is on a planet, right? A spherical ball. It's pretty crazy that we're on a sphere. When you think about it, we think of everything as being fairly flat because we're so small living on this planet. From this tiny little ball floating in space of what they know now is not just a vacuum, but filled with energy in ways they have not been able to fully understand, the dark energy, the dark radiation and such. But this is our reality. We're keyed into this. And that's what we sense. But can you really trust your senses? So if it's all we have to key us in here for self-awareness, I'm sure in the past you've made errors in what you've seen or heard or smelt or touched or tasted. Some things were dangerous you didn't know they were, especially growing up. You stick our finger in a light socket because it looks interesting. Get a shock. We just weren't aware of it. We learn through time. Sometimes there's things we never do learn. I went to a school down in Arizona and did my graduate work at Zion National Park and lived at the Grand Canyon for a summer. And I was in the Southwest where there's a lot of rattlesnakes. One of the things you got to be aware of is underneath every rock or under a bush could be a rattlesnake keeping out of the sun. And all the time I lived there, I never saw a snake. I never heard a rattlesnake. On a few field trips, I did come across them. But on my own, when I'd be doing running or mountain biking or exploring and climbing and putting my fingers up on a ledge, always thinking, oh my God, this could be the time I get bit. Never happened. But because it was a possibility, my mind was always thinking about rattlesnakes and being aware of it. Now, hopefully, of course, they rattle to let you know they're there, but sometimes they didn't. In many cases, there are people that they got bit before they even know it was there. Well, who knows what the snake was thinking? But the idea is your subconscious mind is always thinking that fight or flight mentality or freeze to keep you safe, to keep you secure, to keep you out of harm's way. And there'd be a time when I would be out there and I'd see something that could be a stick, but immediately I thought it was a snake and you would react as if it was a snake. Yet my eyes deceived me. It really wasn't a snake. Or I'd hear something and think it could be an animal of some type. And that instinctive part of me would react as if it was something dangerous. <laughs> Never really was, luckily. There are other times you hear things like falling rocks and you react. This is what your senses are supposed to do to key you in. But they did make mistakes a lot. So the idea is your senses, it's, I set it up kind of funny because your senses never really made a mistake. It was your interpretation of the data that was a mistake. Your senses heard things 
or saw things correctly, but your brain interpreted it differently. You may have heard the old saying that, well, if a tree falls in a forest, is there a sound? Well, yes, there's sound waves, but there's no sound. To hear a sound, you have to have ears. But there are sound waves that are extended out into space if there's ears to hear it. So yes, in reality, there is no sound. There are sound waves. If your eye isn't there to see it, would you see things the way they really are? Well, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't see it because you don't have eyes. But there, there's light, there's images that still are there if you have the ability to sense it. So what if we had other senses? Could we sense other things that are around us that we're just not aware of? Well, absolutely. <laughs> there's so many different things we could see and perceive. Now, when I was watching the movie The Secret the other day, it's a really fairly well-known movie that came out about 2006, I believe. And it was, uh, in one part, they talked about how our ability to perceive something is based on our reality. It even went so far as to say that when the Spanish landed on the shores of Central America or South America, the native tribes there didn't even see the ships because it was not in their reality. <laughs> they actually said that it could have been they didn't even see them because it was so foreign. They didn't have that in their life. Well, I don't think that's true because their eyes saw an object. They just didn't know how to interpret it. And that's the same for us. Our senses are there giving us data, coming in all the time. But what really matters is your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, the conditioned mind, has stored up all the experiences of your life and interprets the data that comes in. It says whether it's a snake or whether electrical sockets are dangerous for you or whether baseball's coming at your head, you should duck. It tells you what to do. That's why it is that called that fight or flight or freeze mentality. It takes in the data from your senses and it reacts. Sometimes it makes mistakes. The greater your knowledge base, the better your senses are going to do. You might have heard that people say they have a gut reaction to things. And the old saying, you have to trust your gut. Well, not always. <laughs> your gut is the sum total of all your experiences. That's your learned behavior of your, con of your conditioned mind. So if, let's say, you've had bad relationships in the past, so that when you enter into another relationship, your gut might have a reaction based on your past experiences. It can tell you there's danger there. Or if you've been in experiences where your own perception of it is that it didn't work out, you might respond negatively. In reality, it's just your conditioning. It's just your experiences. So no, you can't always trust your gut, but you have to be able to discern. You have to be able to discern between the negative experiences, the reactions, and what the intelligence response is. And that takes some time to do. It can't be an immediate reaction. That's why we always say we want to have the healthiest subconscious mind possible so it doesn't make those mistakes based on irrational fears. So what does that have to do with becoming a modern mystic? <laughs> well, when you think about it, again, you look at your senses. This is how you sense reality. This is your world. Yet in, in reality, there could be other levels all around you all the time. And Becoming a modern mystic simply means we tune in to another way of perceiving the world. It's 
And there's a difference between psychic and spiritual realities. The psychic is what people mostly go through earlier in their life for sure, where interests in things like the Ouija board or astral projection or ghosts or whatever it is. And if we stay at that level of interest, what I've discovered with time is that things don't go well. <laughs> that it's like waving a flag on a lower level of vibration and we attract some pretty lower level experiences. That was my experience. Maybe others had more positive experiences. But you have to be very careful with the psychic phenomena. It doesn't always work out well. And so, and this will be in another podcast, I'll talk about my psychic experiences so you can judge for yourself. But when you move into more of the spiritual perspective, you're moving beyond the titillation of the ego. You know, the ego loves psychic experiences because it's fun, it's entertaining. When you move into the realm of doing more spiritual explorations, it's not for the ego, it's for a deeper you, a deeper authentic you to come forth. And again, in another podcast, we'll talk about the difference between psychic and spiritual experiences. But for now, let's just think about what it'd be like to have what we call a silent mind, to be able to perceive stillness, to tune in to a way of sensing that comes from a deeper part of you. And it doesn't come with your five outer senses. It's as if you just become this connection and with that comes the experience. So I'm, I'm, it's hard to find the right words to describe it, but obviously I want you to experience it for yourself. That's the whole purpose of doing our sessions of going deeper into ourself is to become the healthy individual. And that means you don't have the psychological thoughts of your subconscious mind filling your, your mind with worries and doubts and fears and endless what-ifs. When that begins to come to an end, there is that quiet mind, that stillness that can be there. And in that place, the experience naturally happens. It's not like your ego says, now I want to have an experience of stillness. We're describing the stillness that naturally comes as a result of having a quiet mind. If you read anything by Eckhart Tolle or Krishnamurti or other illumined beings, you discover that this is what they're talking about. Experiencing that silence, that stillness, is naturally having you be in another way of perceiving reality. This is what it means to be a modern mystic. Modern because it's today. It means it's available for you here and now. You don't have to do the readings of ancient teachers to begin to experience what it's like. All those ancient teachers were always there just to give you the ability to connect and think more clearly on things so you can have your own experience. They were never meant to be worshipped. There's not one case where these spiritual beings say, worship me. No, they, they, they're not here to want your worship. That's totally an egoic expression. They're here to experience and help us to move into the very same level of awareness, self-awareness. So back to the modern mystic. Absolutely, anyone listening to this is already a modern mystic if you can just slow your mind down, stop that endless progression of psychological thoughts, 
and start experiencing the stillness and quietness that is there. With it comes this perception of something that's always there. This is something that is very important and words make it hard to describe, but it's always there, this perception, this experience. And it's not like it's an experience, it's just awakening to what is always, and it's not just around us because it is us. We are literally connected to it. We're not different from it. We're not apart from it. It's not us having experience. We become the experience. But in that moment when your mind is quiet, you are opening up and it's just flowing through, out of you, around you. You become it. You literally once again are it. This is, I believe, your original source. This is who you really are. This is probably what happens when you die. You simply go back to being this. And the more you have an experience of this while you're alive, the less afraid of death you are. When you begin to realize that death is literally a fear of the ego, of ending, when you are in this state of this experience, this pure awareness, there isn't that fear. You just are. It, again, words are not going to capture it. And that's why I'm always, always wanting you to experience it for yourself. And it's always different. It's dynamic. It's unique. It's the words to describe it are so difficult because it's now. It's not of the past. It's not of the future. It's now. And now is changing constantly, dynamic. Every experience, every time is unique. And yet it's it's so real. It's undescribable. Okay, that's taking an easy out, but uh, that's just all that I can express for right now. So becoming a modern mystic means that you're moving beyond the level of your five senses. And again, if you think your five senses are helping you to key into this physical reality, but when you become this pure awareness, you are this sensory perception uh, experience without your five senses. Now, it doesn't mean you can't hear things. Of course you can. You can be in that. You can hear the sounds and see things and smell things and be a part of it. That can unfold. It's not like you disappear, but the very sense of what's beyond your senses is what is most obvious to you and stands out the most, at least to me. So to become a modern mystic, the first step is first be aware you have that conditioned mind. And the next step is to be able to move beyond that by resolving that fear of that conditioned mind, helping it to heal. And then you naturally find it's easier to just be that presence, to connect with it. And of course, there's certain little things you can do to help you along the way. But the important fact of all this is that it's there. It's there for everybody. And when you have that experience and become that modern mystic, which means right now this is who you become. Become is not even the right word. It's, it's who you really are. You become that once again. Then in that moment, everything shifts and changes. And your life will never be the same again because you have that deep understanding, that knowing, that presence, that personal experience of feeling it. Not having to listen to somebody else describe it, but experiencing it for yourself, not through the conditioned mind, not through your senses, but in a deeper way as well. Again, your senses are there, 
But if you can, uh, you're probably aware of some of the quantum physics, which goes into more almost a spiritual perspective. And it describes that even the experiments they have done show that it's light reality is both either a particle or a wave form. And what they discovered is that the very observation of something makes it a particle, makes it real. It, it anchors it into our reality of our, of our senses so that it becomes observable. But when you're not observing it, it moves back to being a waveform, a potential. What it really is, molecules floating in space. But our perception of that energy, when we perceive it, has it appear to us in a solid form. That's what our senses do. Our senses lock in reality for us. But in reality, it's not like that. It, it's, very, it's difficult to describe, but the tree is not the same thing. It's got the potential of being a tree. And with our observation, it becomes a tree. It's like, again, if you couldn't see anything, what would it look like? It's a waveform. If you couldn't hear anything, it's pressure waves. Ears, eyes make your reality the way that you see and perceive it. So in this, with this fact, the idea is that right now you have the ability to perceive the world around you, not through your senses, but more like that waveform where everything, you still see it with your eyes open, or you close your eyes, you feel it, you become a part of it, you're moving into another level of reality. Now, Buddhists and other spiritual groups talk about this world being maya or illusion. And what they're talking about is that very thing, that it's an illusion because on another level of reality, this is not real. But the fact is, to our senses, this is real. So I, I, I take the view that there are many levels of reality. This is our level of reality because our senses are designed to have us lock into this level to be safe. So for us, this is real. For other beings, this would not be real. So what is real? Well, real is your ability to perceive it, to make it so that you can exist within it, to becoming a modern mystic. Another definition is seeing different levels of reality at the same time, being able to move from one to the other. And to me, this is the healthiest way of living, living in this world, but not really of it, not letting it capture you within the ego, but being the best you can to bring forth this amazing spiritual nature into this life and then doing your life. You're still a human being. We still make mistakes. We're not perfect. We never will be. But life can be so much more amazing when we begin to open up to this. So consider the idea that, yes, you already are a modern mystic. We just have to wake up and experience it and become it. So hopefully I've given you a little bit of thoughts to stimulate your mind. Be aware of your senses, how it's locking you in and how your conditioned mind is telling you what to perceive as real and what isn't. And begin to perhaps see that, well, that's not always the case, that there are other levels. Next time, we're going to talk more about the whole realm of uh, UFOs and other dimensions and other things as well. So we have a lot of different things we can perceive and go into and explore. But for now, just consider being a modern mystic. Allow your mind to just quiet down and see what you perceive and feel from another level of reality, another sense 
that you can begin to experience on your own. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing to it. I have a lot more things we can talk about helping you to move into this authentic you that you were meant to be, which is what it means to live your life in the now. Talk to you next time.